Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. I'm your host, Darrell McLean, and let's get into our episode. Is fully listener supported independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. You can get a membership for as little as three dollars a month at www.patreon.com slash the Darrell McLean Show. We talk about a lot of serious topics on this show. One very serious topic is women's health. One company that stood out to me was vslay.com because the owner is very transparent about her own struggles in the women's health department and has great customer service, great deals, and frequent sales. You can check her out, her great customer service, products about women's health, and frequent sales at www.vslay.com. That is www.vslay.com. Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. It is episode 332, and let's get in the episode. I told you that I was going to keep us abreast of everything that was happening on in the Dominion versus Fox News, so Dominion Voting Systems, who has sued Fox News for $1.6 billion. A new treasure trove of documents have come out on this Tuesday from the court show. So Tuesday brought yet more documents into the Dominion Voting Systems high-stake lawsuit against Fox News over Fox handling of claims that Dominion voting machines help rig the 2020 election. And before I get deep into this story, I'm going to start with a... Uh, Apology. Uh, Virginia Weather is like a bad spouse. It went from uh, in degrees in the high 60s to last night plummeting to 40s. And it has really affected um, my sinuses uh, and so my allergies. So I will probably somewhat try to speed through the show because my uh, allergies are all over the place. But in any rate, the documents come after Dominion recently detailed how Fox executives and hosts privately derided the stolen election claim, even as the network chose to air them anyway, often uh, credulously in the name of appealing to Trump's viewers. We learned details from depositions in the case, including that Fox chairman Rupert Murdoch 
who acknowledged that his host endorsed stolen election claims and expressed regret for that and additional details for exhibits, exhibits attached to the filings. The lawsuit carries significant implications, not just for Fox financially, being the domain is seeking $1.6 but potentially for journalism itself. Given questions about what's the responsibility a news outlet has to promote misinformation. After the documents were released on Tuesday, Fox accused Dominion of distortions and misinformations in their PR campaign to smear Fox News and trample on free speech and the freedom of the press. We already knew that they would say anything and do anything to try to win this case, but the twist of even misattribute quotes to the highest levels of our company is truly beyond the pale. So, uh, while Fox hosts and executives clearly were worried about alienating Donald Trump, it became abundantly clear that it wasn't so much about personal affection as it was a cold business decision. Repeatedly in exhibits and depositions, they are shown to actually be deriding Donald Trump. In November 19, 2020, an email from Rupert Murdoch appears to describe Trump and Rudy Giuliani as both increasingly mad. He goes on to add the real danger is what he might do as president, apparently not sleeping and bouncing off walls. I don't know about Melania, but the kids seem to be no help. In his deposition, Murdoch not only disputed Trump's claim that the 2020 election was stolen, but he also agreed when and said that Donald Trump was nothing more than a sore loser. Other key components come from Fox host Tucker Carlson. Now, we had already known, because I had discussed it on the show, that it had been reported that uh, he privately warned Trump could easily destroy us if we play it long. Now, what we did not know that we learned on Tuesday is that he was speaking in the context of Trump's business ventures as well. Someone tells uh, Tucker Carlson, on the bright side, Trump has a pretty low rate of success in his business ventures. And then Tucker Carlson uh, responded, all of his businesses fail. All of them fail. What he is good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. It was so obvious. At other points, both Murdoch and Carson seem to long for when Donald Trump would actually be gone. So two days before the January 6th uh, insurrection, Carlson texted, We are very, very close to being able to ignore Donald Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. Donald uh, Tucker Carlson went on to add about Donald Trump. I hate him passionately. And then uh, Trump's four years, Tucker Carlson goes on to goes on to say, which was very shocking to me. Uh, Tucker Carlson actually says we're all pretending we got a lot to show for it because admitting it was a disaster. It's been is a too it's a too tough to digest, but. We have to uh, be serious, but come on. There really isn't a upside to Donald Trump. I, I must admit I was shocked when I heard that because of the way that uh, Tucker Carlson, that the character that he plays on TV is a somebody who was an adamant Trump supporter. But according to the new revelations, uh, Tucker Carlson apparently is saying, I passionately hate Donald Trump. And I'm very excited that I won't have to cover him in a few days. And I'm also tired of pretending that we have a lot to show for the Donald Trump presidency. And we're actually only doing that because admitting that Trump hasn't given us anything would be too tough to digest. He says there is no upside, no upside to Trump. 
After January 6th, Murdoch also mewed, uh, mused about Trump's fading away, asking former House Speaker and Fox Court Board member Paul Ryan, could he resign and still get Pence to pardon him, then just disappear? Now, the previously released uh, indication is that there were plenty of backbiting at Fox, particularly with big names objecting to fact-checking that they could be viewed as going too far or alienating viewers. Viewers, In some cases, Carlson advocated for a reporter to be fired for fact-checking a Trump tweet and mentioned on Fox programming. Now, there's more where that came from. On November 16, Carlson pointed to a tweet from a non-Fox reporter noting that the Fox anchor Eric Sean had debunked the Trump lawyer Sidney Powell's claims about Dominion uh, voting system shortly after host Maria Bartiromo had promoted them. Carson complained that our news uh, division people are prompting it. Later in the string, Carson said the Daily Beast story about Sean's debunking and Egram responded, um, referring to Fox's executive in communication division, Iron Brigati, she is coordinating this, Ingram alleged. Carson responded without questioning, she hates us. Irena hates primetime, trust me. This is not speculation. So, uh, Brigham Getty is a, a Fox executive in the communications division, by the way. So, Ingram later added, after suggesting that the news side was to blame for Fox's rating slide, my anger at the news channel is pronounced. In other communications disclosed, uh, Brigetti tells a Fox spokeswoman on November 8th that Powell is one of our biggest issues right now. The colleague, the colleague responds, I am telling Sufi not to send out Powell. It's problematic. Cheering for the red team was another thing that we kind of saw. I mean, we kind of already knew, uh, uh, but uh, it was more shown in the documents released on Tuesday to conceit. Uh, Fox News has always been that it is an opinion host or conservative, but the news side produces real neutral journalism. That conceit has repeatedly been called into question by disclosures showing that it viewed itself as aligned solely with the GOP and furtherance of its goals. Additional disclosures reinforce that coordination. After CEO Susan Scott suggested on the election night that Trump might win despite a historic popular vote loss, Fox Corp CEO uh, Laxman Murdoch responded, if that happens, God's willing, we will have to defend the Electoral College aggressively, he added later. Momentum in Pennsylvania looks good. Trump now ahead of Wisconsin and Trump ahead in popular votes so far. Amazing. In his deposition, Murdoch acknowledged that we were worried about uh, what President Trump would uh, that uh, would lose the election and what Mr. Biden would do. Elsewhere, Murdoch is shown as stating on November 7th that he hoped Trump would win Arizona, even after Fox decision desk called it for Joe Biden, saying he was still praying for Arizona to prove them wrong. The day before Murdoch lamented, with several states now disappointingly favoring Biden's hard-to-claim file everywhere. On December 28th, News Corp Chief Executive Robert Thomas emailed Murdoch to the front page of a New York Post calling for Trump to concede the election. Thomas added... Uh, spoke to former New York Post editor-in-chief uh, Cole Allen over the weekend. Having seen Trump up close, he agreed that he would should take a stronger line. Georgia is crucial. Georgia was holding runoffs that would decide whether the GOP held the Senate on January 5th. Democrats would end up winning both and actually taking the Senate. Now, previously, documents have showed Murdoch telling Scott on November 16th, Trump will concede eventually... 
and we should just concentrate on Georgia, helping any way we can. Now, before some Republicans blamed Trump for the party's relatively poor showing in 2022, some blamed him for torpedoing its chance to take the Senate after the 2020 election. And they're telling his uh, Kusiotics only election crusade over the decisive runoffs that Georgia was holding the day before January 6th of 2021, discouraging GOP voters from turning out by suggesting they couldn't trust their votes would be counted. Trump showed very little interest in helping out. Now, new evidence suggests that Trump was indeed privately rather unconcerned with helping the GOP in races, at least in late December. In December 2020, uh, December 22nd, an email from Lachlan Murdoch relayed Allen's summary of a conversation with former President Donald Trump. Colin says POTUS was dismissive of Georgia race when he saw him on Friday. Lachlan Murdoch said he basically said Republicans shouldn't vote because it's all rigged anyway. If I, if he can't win, no one should. Friday would Friday uh, in question would have actually been December 18th. So that would have been about two and a half weeks before the runoffs. Trump uh, did a rally in Georgia on January 4th, the day before the runoffs. But he focused extensively on his own election rather than that of Senator Kelly Loeffler, the Republican from Georgia, and David Perdue, the the other Republican from Georgia. While the evidence isn't conclusive, there is reason to believe that the GOP turnout suffered the next day. Now, in a 2021 interview, Trump said the runoffs that they didn't want to vote because they knew we got scared in a presidential election. When asked whether he could have a push harder for people to vote, he acknowledged, I did say a version of that, but as strongly as you, but not as strongly as you said, because I was angry with what happened there. Wow. Wow. So look, I'm, I'm going to do something that I normally don't do. And I'm going to turn something into a personal appeal because of how disgustingly sick that I am about this. So, and I'm going to preface this by just talking specifically about one person, not about the network or generalities itself. Now, the estimated net worth of Tucker Carlson is $520 million. Uh, He is considered one of the highest paid media executives in the world. Tucker Carlson earns an estimated $41 million working at Fox News, and he receives a $6 million salary annually uh, on the station. Tucker Carlson is also a, if you look up Tucker Carlson, his real name is Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson, because Tucker is from the family of Swanson Foods. Tucker actually uh, received an inheritance just for being born in the right family of $250 million. Now, I cannot begrudge and we should not begrudge Tucker Carlson for being in the Lucky Sperm Club and being born in the right family at the right time. That Tucker has done nothing wrong. Uh, when it comes to that, and God bless him for being uh, born to a family of success. What what uh, really grinds my gears, to uh, borrow a turn of phrase from the great Peter Griffin, 
is that six million dollars annually especially when you have to wrestle with the fact that tucker carlson is paid six million dollars annually to actually say stuff that according to these newly released depositions tucker does not even believe and it is always shocking uh, and uh, a bit uh, uh two bit on the nose when you think about all the independent media ventures where people are busting their butt, working hard, all the investigative journalists out there who are doing hard work and are living from paycheck to paycheck and living in their cars and doing everything they can to give you the news and they are not being compensated. So what I would plea that uh, or my plea is that people do like I do. You know, uh, you don't have to become a Patreon by going to, to the, the site and, and joining a Patreonist for me. But I will ask that you, maybe in this year, consider supporting a media organization that you believe in. Whether it is uh, the New York Times or the Washington Post our, our D- Democracy Now, which is one that I like, or the Real News Network, or uh, Crystal Cowell and Friends, or Breaking Point, or Rising, or The Intercept, or Glenn Greenwald, or any of those independent media sources, or if, even if it's a mainstream media source, they cannot function unless they have support, whether it's NPR or PBS. The one thing that I pride myself on, and I'm a man that has very little pride. Uh, pride becomes, comes before the great fall is what I often remind myself of. But one thing I do pride myself on is that I do support media ventures. I am a lifetime member of Breaking Points with Crystal Ball and Sega and Giannetti. And they, I, I was supposed to do a sit down talk with them and get a book that I never got and money that as far as I'm concerned, they took from me, but it was COVID. I still haven't received the book and I still haven't received the talk, but I support independent media. I, I, I support those ventures because I think that what they are saying, they believe to be true. That they are doing the hard work of not trying to capture their audience, which is the uh, process of chasing your audience wherever they want to go instead of saying what you actually believe to be true. And I think that those types of people should be rewarded for that. Uh, Amy Goodman at Democracy Now, we all know what her political leanings may be, but she calls balls and stripes. She has never got on Democracy Now! and lied to her audience. She has never got on Democracy Now! and just made it up. I I would hope that I would encourage you guys to go and support Democracy Now! and the work that they are doing there. I can say the same thing about the Real News Network. You know that they may have an opinion. They're human beings. All humans have opinions. But they have never been accused of just making it up. They've never been accused of going in front of their audience and telling their audience what they wanted to hear. So I encourage you, you don't have to support me. That is actually very rare. I've been in this business now for three years as support is minimal. Why? Because people like free stuff. That is just a, that is just the nature of the beast. But if you care about something, if you care about truth, 
And if you care about decency and if you care about uh, uh, people stewarding in a better society and you know that you don't have the time to do it yourself, I do genuinely believe that this is the time to reward people who are doing it. We can bash Fox News. We can bash MSNBC all day long for being an arm of the Republican Party and an arm of the Democratic Party. We can blast CNN for, for trying to be MSNBC light. But what are we doing to support those independent voices on the ground who are doing the hard work to just bring us the facts? So I appeal to you uh, to please go out this year and support a news organization. Uh, I actually am one of those crazy people that pay $4 a week for the New York Times. And uh, I don't agree with everything the New York Times has to say, but I pay for it. I pay for uh, independent journalism in, in other sources, Breaking Points being one of them, Rising being one of them, uh, my friend, uh, podcaster Jamie Kilsting being one of them, uh, you know, and a few others, just because I feel like it is important. You are paying for art. You are paying for truth in a world where people get paid $6 million to lie to everybody around them. Why not the people rise up and pay people for telling you the truth? Right back with more on the Daryl McLean Show. The Daryl McLean Show is fully listener-supported, independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. Get a membership at www.patreon.com slash the Daryl McLean Show. Independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. That's www dot patreon.com slash the Darrell McLean show stay with us we'll be right back it goes without saying that this show does not happen without listener support support the Darrell McLean show by going to www.patreon.com and getting a membership for three dollars or you can go to buzzsprouts.com slash the Darrell McLean show and hit the subscribe button and join there. Many ways to donate to the show. Independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet. Nobody is leaving. So let us reason together. www.patreon.com slash the Darrell McLean Show. Or go to Buzzsprouts and to the Darrell McLean Show and subscribe. A few words regarding Starbucks. I'm happy to announce that uh, Howard Schultz, the CEO and founder of Starbucks, has finally agreed to testify uh, before the Senate Health Committee. Uh, the Health Committee, as you know, was scheduled uh, to vote uh, tomorrow to subpoena him. And I want to thank the members of the committee who, in a bipartisan way, were prepared to do just that. Uh, let us be very clear. In the United States of America, workers have the constitutional right to organize unions and engage in collective bargaining to improve their wages and their working conditions. Unfortunately, Starbucks, under Mr. Schultz's leadership, has done everything in their power to prevent that from happening. The National Labor Relations Board has issued over 80 complaints against Starbucks 
for violating federal uh, labor law. And an administrative law judge in New York recently ruled that Starbucks has engaged in, quote, egregious and widespread misconduct, end of quote, in a union organizing campaign that started in 2019. Despite the fact that over 280 Starbucks coffee shops have successfully voted to form a union over the past years, Starbucks has refused to negotiate in good faith they have not yet signed one contract with the union. 280 organizing efforts completed, not one contract signed. The HELP Committee intends to make clear that in the United States, we must not have a two-tier justice system in which billionaires and large corporations can break the law with impunity. They're powerful. They have all kinds of lawyers. Why do they have to break the law while working class people are held accountable for their actions. I look forward to hearing from Mr. Schultz as to when he intends to end his illegal anti-union activities and begin signing fair first contracts with his unions. Starbucks strategy is quite clear. It is to stall, stall, and stall. They understand that it is cheaper to break the law than to follow it. In August, the NLRB filed a complaint against Howard Schultz for illegally withholding benefits from unionized stores, threatening pro-union employees, and telling his workers that it would be futile to join a union. So bottom line is we have a billionaire running a multinational corporation breaking federal labor law, and we intend to put an end to that. Thank you. First of all, he will remain on the board. He is the CEO today, and he would be the CEO when we invited him. Uh, Schultz is the founder of the company, very successful company. It is clear to everybody that it is Mr. Schultz who sets the policy of that company. He's been clear about it, and it is he who has got to defend his actions and not send some subordinate. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what I want. I want Mr. Schultz to tell us that at long last he is going to stop his illegal activity, that he's going to sit down with the union and negotiate a contract. That's what I want, nothing more than that to obey the law. I don't think it's asking too much. You know, we talk, and I'm sure from this podium, a whole lot of people have talked about their fears about the future of American democracy. Well, there are a lot of people out there who think that democracy doesn't work for them, that there's laws that impact working class people. You cause them, you know, you, you break the law, you're going to jail. But somehow or another, if you're a large multinational corporation and you're a billionaire and you're surrounded by lawyers and consultants, you can break the law. That's what this is about. It's saying to Mr. Schultz and everybody else, we've got a set of laws in this country. You are breaking those laws. Not acceptable. Obey them. Sit down. Negotiate a contract with your workers. Yeah. It's a very good question. I can't give you. We are, it's exactly the question we are addressing right now. But I hope we don't have to do that. 
You know, I hope that uh, Mr. Schultz understands that the American people are sick and tired of corporate greed. They are tired of corporations breaking the law with impunity. Uh, and that has got to end. I hope he understands that. Okay, maybe last question. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to hold the investigation, no vote. But we are going to be hearing from three very prominent uh, labor leaders. We're going to be hearing from Liz Schuller, who's head of the AFL-CIO, Mary Kay Henry, who's head of SEIU, one of our large aggressive unions, and Sean O'Brien, who's head of the Teamsters. And what they're going to be talking about is making it clear that what Starbucks is doing is certainly not unique. This is what's going on all across the board from Amazon, Apple, all kinds of companies are attempting, who are acting illegally, uh, trying to prevent workers from organizing unions. So that would be... Not at this point. Not at this point. Tomorrow we'll be talking about here. Okay? Thank you very much. Starbucks is outwardly liberal when it comes to everything except union busting and allowing their workers to have a life with decency and, and uh, dignity. I personally know several people who work at Starbucks. I have seen personally uh, documentation from Starbucks where it literally tells them practically they're entitled to this benefit and this benefit and this benefit unless they join the union. And that is it legal it, it, it started i've seen documents with my own eyes where starbucks is telling employees if they join the union they won't get benefit a benefit b and benefit c that is preposterous i don't uh go to starbucks for that very reason and um I, I'm, I'm not a uh, activist, but um, I would be very careful uh, about where I spend my money uh, because of the values that people report to have, purport to have versus what they actually do have. And I will just say that everybody that I know that has worked at Starbucks, it comes with a very mixed bag of the image that they try to portray in public versus what it actually is to work for them. Without any equivocation, I think I have said before and I'll say it again. There is power in a union. question from a uh, former Patreon, uh, but longtime listener of the show, uh, Gene. Will there be any recompense, any punishment, any jail time for uh, people who work for Fox News like Tucker Carlson who have been caught lying to the audience about Dominion voting systems? Uh, easy answer, no. It is a very high bar already when it comes to defamation lawsuits, and it would be a higher bar for it to be a criminal penalty. I do not know if there is a criminal penalty involving jail time when it comes to people telling lies. As far as I know, and that you would have to actually have to tell a lie so big that somebody killed themselves or it caused harm that led to somebody killing themselves and that you knowingly 
did it with the knowledge that they were going to kill themselves. The example would be uh, something like uh, the text messages between the this kid was a case where a guy was texting a girl about a rumor or whatever, and she knew it was untrue, and she texted him back and said, "Kill herself," and then she was implicated in his death and charged. It would have to be something akin to that. Um, and it's just very rare. I don't even think they're going to personally face compensatory uh, charges or punitive damages that will be paid for by themselves. If Tucker Carlson was sued or if Logan Ingram was sued, I labor under the assumption that the uh, news station would foot the bill uh, if they lost, and they would also more than likely pay for the legal challenges. Now, when it comes to Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and people like that individually, yes, they are going to be sued. They are being sued at the same time as Fox News. Uh, Sidney Powell herself has actually been um, disbarred in certain um, areas and is no longer allowed to practice law because of this so that is basically where that is right now let me go into not really a blast from the intellectual past but i talked about uh supporting independent media supporting journalism supporting works which you think is popular so let me go to a clip from breaking points with crystal and Sager, very short about cable news being a fake business model people understand that cable is a fake business model. We talk a lot about the failing ratings. So how do they survive? It's because they're part of something called the cable bundle. When you buy cable, they pay CNN and MSNBC and Fox to be a part of the bundle. The vast majority of the profit of these cable channels comes from the bundle because they're getting paid just to exist. I mean, can you imagine if we were getting paid to exist, not based upon our actual numbers? It's all part of this fake system, but the benefit is, is that with the rise of independent media, more and more advertisers are waking up. And that's why I was actually really excited by Amazon striking that deal with the NFL, because I'm like, yes, get the rights away from these people, because that is what props up all kinds of bullshit to really kill them. We have to get away from live news on TV. That's the number one thing still propping them up today. I don't think people understand that cable is a fake business model. It's Thank you for tuning in to the Daryl McLean Show. See you on the next episode. Check out Over Opinionated with Josh Scott and check out the T-Bone and Chick Bruce Show, Luns B, the same place you listen to this one. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com and getting a membership for as little as $3 a month. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash The Darrell McLean Show. Show is fully listener supported independent media that won't lead you to tribalism. Get a membership and support independent media at www.patreon.com/slash the Jerome McLean Show.